Welcome to the Art of War podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm here with my co-host, Daniel. Hey, guys. Good to be here again. And today, we have a very special guest, Callum Rogers from the Dunedin. Yeah. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? How are you doing, Callum? Uh, not too bad. So, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know. You heard us talk shit about you a few times, you know. Well, you call me the same as Kenny Forrester. Yeah, so. it's basically, you're basically the same. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to deny true. my... <laughs> I'm indifferent yeah. to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time coming. I'm waiting so. for you to win a calling a nationals like the real Rogers. So, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. until then, I ain't yeah. no better than Kenny. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I guess I'm getting a legal name change. <laughs> 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 just... Forrester? Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously people from Dunedin know who you are, but um, for, those for any listeners so. that are not from Dunedin, can you just give a bit about yourself and how you got into Flesh and Blood? Yeah. So um, I knew Daniel uh, from high school. So kind of yeah, poor thing, poor thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel for you already. Was sort of into tabletop magic for maybe like a year or two, just like making dumb decks, whatever, and then just stopped playing TCGs for ages. And then uh, last year, Daniel told me about great new TCG, Flesh and Blood, that I should be playing. And uh, I said uh, something along the lines of, "Don't play magic." <laughs> yeah, play come come and try play this instead. And uh, yep. I was roped back into the world of TCGs. My bank account hates me, but loving every moment of it. Yeah. So, you know, talk about what sort of kind of decks you like, and you know, what are you playing? What are you? What are, what are you after in Flesh and Blood? So, what I'm after is many. I don't mean you're quite as after as the same thing as as us, right? Yeah. So. As many people in the Dunedin will know, uh, I consider myself, I joke around, uh, I'm after dopamine hits. <laughs> so the first, uh, first intro deck that I picked up was uh, Katsu, because I, I, I play a lot of fighting games, and it appealed to me, it's kind of the design of Katsu, and you know, stringing those combo pieces together, you do get those, those big dopamine hits. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just... Yeah. Yeah, every successful hit is another punch of dopamine. Yeah. Like, Flesh and Blood is, like, has kind of borrowed a lot of design elements from like fighting games yeah it does feel like it it, 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 it is like we are tons of references as well he's even uh, mentioned on the the Katsu page on the official website that his play style like the design is tied into traditional arcade fighters so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and he just does really get that feeling across with his pulling strings and combos together yeah yeah it's a very good time so yeah just (coughs) playing to have fun improving as well Mm kind of I can't. I'm one of those guys where I at least had to get somewhat competent and keep improving. Yeah. I do really enjoy that aspect of the game as well. Yeah. Just the, the limitless depth of yeah. it. Yeah. So you recently tasted your first top eight at the uh, yeah at the at the skirmish um, sealed event. Yeah. Uh, Mega Zone. So, um, what's next? Nationals. National. Are yeah. Next, are you the next Rogers? Yeah. We just you know. Maybe top eight of road to Nats, no big deal. <laughs> no. So no. anyone that doesn't really know, Callum is uh, my Daniels and Liam's one of our main training partners. So yeah. if we do have a proper sit down session, all four of us will sit yeah. down and we just yeah. grind out games for hours. He's our he's our cut to stress test. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, if we build a deck and we want to see if it'll survive against Katsu, then Callum's our main man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, specifically uh, Agro Katsu. Yeah. Very very aggressive build. Um, it's kind of me. I kind of add the piece of the puzzle. I'm the resident aggro player for the yeah. for the testing. Tell, tell us yeah. a little bit about the build because I think it's um, something that you've kind of really honed in on. Yeah. So um, 
I first started, when I first like got into building katsu more, I just initially ripped um, Nick Anderson, who's a very good agro katsu player from Auckland. I took his list, he wrote an article on his list from Nats. Mm -hmm. I kind of took that as a starting point, played it out kind of like the deck, but wasn't a huge fan of, I guess, too many combo pieces. Um, the main thing uh, being well and gust waves. So there was, a, there was a post that Matt made on Facebook quite a long time ago, talking about cards that were holding people back and decks back. And the big one at the time was like Enlightened Strike. People would just throw the good just, card just in any deck, deck, right? Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I noticed that he touched on, uh, that she said was a big mistake that all of the ninja players were making was he keeps seeing nine women gust waves in every aggro katsu list. Yeah. Um, which, funny enough, bricks a lot of your hands. Like you, it's very rare that you actually get this massive Lord of Wind combo off. It's a very known quantity at this point. Everyone knows how to block yeah. that line. It's been in the game since the very start. Yeah. So he said the way to play it, like the way to stop building it is you're looking at applying pressure every single turn while trying to set up your big blowout turns. So I ended up cutting down the combos really, really slim. So I run Surging Strike and Leg Tap Line, and I've only got two Red Whelmings and two Red Rising Knees, and then three of the Blues. And they're just really to like search or sometimes yep. arsenal if you see them. They're just searching or arsenaling them if you see them, and they're really for building those like massive blowout turns. So this yeah. way you basically never brick. You're always, at least as everyone's seen in Ira, Darchy Darchy threat with potential go again is very very good and even in classic yeah. constructed that threat of mask threat of go again Katsu trigger as well is even bigger yeah. You're able to strip cards from hand consistently while setting up your plunderons Art of Wars another combo opener and start crafting the big blowout turns because that's really how you get ahead <clears throat> Yeah, like yeah. the way I see the Katsu deck is it's like a, Basically an engine that just applies continual pressure yeah. Um, to basically try and crack your opponent as you know their armor wears down and stuff. So what are um, can you name some of the cards that you think really help apply that pressure and you know keep your opponent on their toes? So what gets you through. Um, so <laughs> what gets you through and what kind of applies pressure are almost two different factors in the deck. So what applies your pressure is all of all of the red combo openers or your red very good red generics. So your scars, life for life's, rivals. Uh, torrents, leg taps, head jabs, surging strikes. Those are your, your pressure cards. So you're doing Darchi Darchi pressure or the card opening threatening katsu. Um, and then what really gets you over the top is your Art of Wars and Plunder Runs from Arsenal. So while you're applying that pressure, you're trying to get those cards in Arsenal for your massive blowout turn where your opponents say you suddenly craft this hand, you've got Plunder Runs sitting in your Arsenal. You're playing against, say, like a Dorinthia, a very common matchup, and the Dorinthia swings at you, and you go no blocks. They swing at you again, you go no blocks, they get a counter. The Dorinthia's got a counter, but they're absolutely terrified of what's coming up because yeah. you're stripping the whole hand, or they're taking, yeah. like, the ceiling of damage on yeah. Katsu is nuts. At minimum, it's like yeah. 20 plus damage. Yeah, the run, draw, draw two card turns yeah. and stuff, it's just very crazy. And so it's, yeah, these big blowout <laughs> turns that really blow the game right open, swing open the pressure, and then you're, they're having to try and maintain life total because they can't trade back anymore, and it's just rinse and repeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the key things that I've heard you talk about um, in regards to um, playing Katsu is the amount of defense reactions in the deck. So do you talk about how many defense reactions you should play in your deck and what kind of effect they have on how you play? So it really... Um, depends on the game plan i currently run five defense reactions total so i'm running three red flick flacks 
really good against all of those go wide decks where you're like the mirror chain now popping up where you can't race chain with no defense reactions because he's got a massive ceiling he's going to be able to block you out with his armor he's kind of got a massive fridge you don't yep. um and then two unmovables um i wish i had space for three but i just currently don't in the list um yep. and those are shutting down your bravos has become very popular now and um Durinthia as well yep. and Sweet. flick flag also plays in Durinthia because they got go tall and go wide yeah yep. what do you think about like running paper scenes and, and sync blows as well. Like, what do you think about like the high adventure action console lists? So those kind of, I really personally, I don't like them. And if you're trying to go more aggro, I think they definitely have a place in the more mid-range katsu, which we saw at mm -hmm. the pro quest <coughs> recently, actually. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of full into the trap, which I mentioned before that Matt mentioned that. It's like they're, they were like the welcome to Wraith good cards, right? You just throw them in because yep. they're good cards. But if you're trying to go applying that pressure, they're not really cohesive with your yeah. game plan like the unmovables and flick facts are the most value you get yeah so like and it's kind of you have a real up. big blow out turn and then you next hand you draw you know two blues two flick flex or you three flick flex yeah and then you just one turn you lost all yeah. the pressure your opponent gets to keep his hand and he gets to strip yeah. yours next turn yeah, it's just like very counterintuitive for an aggro yeah. ninja player yeah. that just wants to keep applying pressure so yeah. running them as slim as possible is great because it means at most you only ever see one in a hand at a time. Yeah. And yes. you just play, have a slower turn with some pressure and get an arsenal. Yeah, and you get right? that arsenal and it kind of lets you hold your hand on. But yeah, yeah, I think it's really important. I think Katsu, more so than other classes, kind of falls into the trap where sometimes you, you'll just draw the nuts, right? So it's a lot harder to pinpoint uh, is your deck actually but is it built towards a the certain game plan or play style that you're trying to do? Yeah. And so I think a very easy track to fall into because if you've got a bunch of combo cards in there, like you're running the nine Whelmings, six Surging Strikes, you're going to naturally draw Surging Whelming yeah. yep. at some point in your, uh, over the course of some games, but to keep but it consistent. There are going to be times spans. where you draw three Whelmings yeah. or four Whelmings or three surging yeah. and not the resource to play them with Kadashi's go again yeah. so you know it feels so they feel wasted right very red line deck right so you yeah. can always draw the blues so you need to so I'll keep in mind how am I going to play my red hand and the, the problem is so the, the more aggro version it does <coughs> have more reds in it but they also has more red zeros so it means that you're not totally like yeah. negated from doing like, things yeah. you have your scars and but your, and the your nine levels. surging nine well mean like you know you Just can draw a whole surging hand and then Break, you're bricked right yeah. you're playing two surgeons max yeah those zero costs are really important because even if you have an all red hand you get a pitch of zero cost red you still get to apply some pressure and you've got threats going back into your deck yeah, yeah. and you're still getting that chip damage through so yeah so you know that's that's your you know current hero ship with the the game and your past hero ship with the game yeah what are you looking to do for with this set going forward now this that set. blitz is over now that blitz is over yeah um <clears throat> probably just I, I want to try uh, exude confidence Angelus? in Katsu yeah. with like a plunder and more slightly more leaning towards the setup like more so on the setup side because I think it has some potential just try and lock your opponent out of the, out yeah. Of the game with the exude. yeah with like snapdragons or razor up it's a really really big threat um, yep. I don't know how consistent it'll be um, mm -hmm. and that honestly after the skirmish weekend part of my part of me wants to at least try Olivia somewhat yeah, I, I, I mean, again, it's this massive damage ceiling as well, which I really, really enjoy. 
Yeah, yeah. Livia Strikes Me is a hero that you enjoy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're after dopamine, play. Check out, um, you know, Callum's cartoon list. So, yeah. Yep, I'm sure we'll be able to get a deck list for it eventually at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, post it up. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Anyway, yeah. last, last, this weekend, we yeah. had the, um, the Dice Jar and Megazone skirmish events. So, we had a, had a double header down here in Dunedin. And, yeah, it was a really sweet event. Yeah. Um, you can watch the entirety of the Dice Jar one. The Dice Jar event. On the YouTube we had a really, really fantastic stream. I think our best one yet. Yeah. With, um, you know, Alan um, Hale and Ian Kennedy commentating. Yeah. So that was really cool. And I think... They did an amazing every single, job. Yep. Every single one of us featured on the... Uh, yep. yep. On the table at some point. No, not all of us got to talk. <laughs> That's true. We won't, we won't speak on that no, game. No, we will probably... Cal will be in big trouble if he talks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that game was... It was, it was quite entertaining, it, at least. It, it was good to showcase us each on there and, like, you know, yeah. showcase different things that we can do in different play styles we had. Um, one thing they did make a comment on like, after going back and watching for that was why so many of the IRA players were playing Goliath Gauntlet, which is yeah. something that I... I like, yours you truly. Up, yeah. After I gave you some... Yeah, you, Advice, so. I think, you know, you, you forced me to, to Potion of Strength, because Potion of yeah, Strength was so, what you wanted. So, yeah, um, and Potion, Potion of Strength is one of my favourite cards, and it's like a pet card of mine. So, um, and Ira was basically crushing Blitz, and I was like, hey, um, you know what's better than Command Conquer for 7? Command Conquer for 9. <laughs> yeah. So, we're like, let's put Potion of Strength in there, it yeah. helps your blue count, helps your wizard match up, and... Um, on your first turn, it's amazing, and Dachi Dachi Strength Potion is not so bad off the one card, two card hand. Yeah. So, we're playing that, and it did really well. We really liked it. And then in the end, we're like, this is so good. Come on, Conquer for Nine. What if we just started with Strength Potion and play? So. Yeah, I ended up forcing Goliath Gorton in there. Um, and, like, a lot of your matchups, you just play it because it is just so much pressure. Uh, there are a few matchups where you don't play it. Uh, like, your, your Bravo matchup and your Rhino matchup and of course your wizard matchup yeah. you can't play it um you probably shouldn't play it in your Ira mirror but i think that comes down to like a, a I, skill I difference I, choice I yeah um i mean it depends if how you're a, you know the player to play yeah. Right? yeah yeah so if you know the player to play very well i think goliath is a better option yeah but yeah. if you're expecting a command and conquer really early i think the um because you're, you're choosing the Goliath Gauntlet over Broken Scales, right? Yeah. Which has that one block. Yeah, yeah. And um, that can really save you against seven armor. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, because so you can block six and then the scales match, match the final armor, yeah. seven. But down here, people aren't playing Breaking Scales. So the Command of Conqueror is for seven, it's for nine. So it's yeah. like, Breaking Scales didn't help me. I might as well play Goliath Gauntlet. Yeah. So, so you know... We just end up playing Goliath Gauntlet against each other. I yeah. think uh, Goliath Gauntlet is a, a really interesting take on the Ira deck. It's sort of uh, almost the, the Dunedin version of the game plan that uh, Matt and co came up with for Ira of how they started winning the mirror, which was the life for life flying kick plan, which is you're going to eke out and you can't really just play standard dashi dashi threat against each other because someone's yeah. just going to win the RNG. So their game yeah, plan someone's was, gonna get the better cards in the yeah. hand and win the RNG. So their game plan, their big their big swing tempo swing turn was with life in Arsenal and flying kick. And they're yeah. throwing mask on the second chain link to stop their mask trigger. They're taking the damage and they're going Darchi, life for five. 
potentially another Darchy, depending how much resource, or Flying Kick for seven, and that's just this massive blowout turn. And Goliath Gauntlet acts as the same thing. Yeah, so Goliath, it, it, uh, it creates another uh, pathway line that I quite enjoy more, and and I did get to throw out at the calling at people. Not that the calling just been, but the calling before. Yeah. On the Blitz so, one. Yeah, we've, we've been playing with this for quite a while. Basically, mm -hmm. the, the way it's... The way you use the Goliath Gauntlet is you use it as a pivot turn. So yeah. on turn three or turn four, you draw your first command and conquer, you hold it, and then you go one, um, one nine yeah. um, with it. Yeah. And it basically forces your opponent, because usually um, usually an Iron player has Arsenal to flick flag or something like that. Yeah. You just yeah. catch them out with it. And, and, and basically, you know, it's almost like a crypto. But basically, every time, so every time an Iron versus someone, someone usually Arsenal's. Uh, 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 some yeah, flick flick or or or, or, or sink below or fate for sink. Like not just your iron mirrors and your other matchups as well, because yeah. you know they don't they want to be prepared for that big blowout thing and not yeah. have to throw two cards away for yeah. it, right? Command Conquer is such a crucial card in Blitz because like the Arsenal cards are such a high power level. Like you're yeah. talking like um, Bloodrush Bellows or, or Steel Blade Supremacy. So the Command Conquer is of like real yes. value that people really want to block them. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the big blowout turn that I was talking about that is comparable to Life for Life of Flying yeah. Kick is the E-Strike Command and Conquer turn. So yeah. my my game plan and most of my calling matchups was yeah. to get personal strength and leave Goliath out yeah. until I got personal strength out and then wait until my E-Strike command hand and, you know, Pitch Blue, yeah. Sun Kadashi, mm -hmm. E-Strike for 8, Pop Snapdragons, Command yeah. for 10. Yeah. And I managed to pull it off twice during nice. that and the, the one time I did, like... It, like blew people's minds that were like three tables down and it's yeah. just like it's it's not a not something to come back from yeah. because most people throw their cards away on that e-strike because they're like oh yeah e-strike for eight that's a big yeah. hitter i gotta throw at least one card maybe two cards away and take some damage yeah or they're fully blocking it out and then the command that's even higher yeah. that comes next just throws them so out of the water they can't they yeah. can't can't yeah. deal with it i don't know if maybe i'm just not as lucky um but <laughs> I don't usually end up using it as a Michael I thought like as a pivot turn. I end up using it more as a finisher. Yeah. So when I play Ira, I usually uh, play kind of slow in the mid game, try and um, eke my value out of my flick flags, yeah. um, and then get to a point where I can really punish them with the Goliath Gauntlet. Yeah. It doesn't have to be on Command and Conquer, it can be on Flying Kick or yeah, Nourishing yeah. Emptiness. Well, you can't do it on Flying Kick because then you're not, you know, you know. You had to break it. Yeah, break it start, start, start yeah. Yeah, so you, you, yeah, you break the Goliath Gauntlet, then you go Darchy, Darchy, Flying Kick um, for nine. Um, yeah. So you can do it on either of those, and um, with Tunic, you know, you can do it off a very low number of cards and just present a uh, an amount of damage to your opponent just has to four-card block it. So it's um, it's initiating that point in the game where your opponent has to four-card block, yeah. and then you're looking to keep the tempo up and just yeah. and then just leak until they die. Yeah. So... Basically, the, the game, the later the game goes on, the more it turns into their four-card block, and you're looking for the the one-ounce turn, which is either an unconditional go again or a ceiling that's too high, right? Yeah. Where they can't block over block it. Yeah. And that's what the game turns out to be. And we saw you see a lot of that on the stream, um, even in my game and in in your game, and yeah. even in Stephen and Callum's game. Yeah. You see that like we get to like the, our last three or four turns. And we're just forcing a four card block every turn from our opponent, and we're just looking for that unconditional yeah, just go for the again. Or the, or the, for the flying kick or the yeah, something that's yeah. 
just something that lets you go over the top and kill them. Or yeah. It gives a three Demands block an extra block. Yeah. Or the Razor. Razor does yeah. a trick as well. Yeah. So, I mean, people thought, like, drone drone got banned. Ira doesn't have enough threats. It still has enough yeah. threats. I personally I, thought that the uh, the drone ban helped Ira, to be honest. Yeah, I, felt I think I've, it does. It, do, it moves yeah. them away from a certain game style that isn't inherently good, in yeah. my opinion. I think it was kind of more in, like, if you're in the Ira and they're running drone, make, they have an makes, infinite threat. Makes, but it made the Ira have, like, way more threats, right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, it feels like it made the Ira like more momentum-based as yeah, well, yeah. rather than just who can eke out more out of every single card and then... Yeah, yeah. yeah it just mean like it turned turned the 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 it just turned it from a min maxi match to an actual like tempo match. Yeah, which is so much better because I hate yep. I hate having to play a game where you have to min max every time, every turn, every you know. But uh, that's it. I feel like the one of the things I did comment on when I was talking to Alan and Ian and how they mentioned how there wasn't really too many new heroes here. I didn't mention that a lot of us. Not just us, but like other people have just swung back into their old routine. So the the meta here yeah. for Blitz, for the new set, hadn't really developed much further. It ended up being like, first night there was like five prisms, and then next night there was five Leviers to dominate those five prisms, and then the prisms disappeared. And then the Leviers just weren't getting like, you know, they were being un- undervalued because they are all built to beat prism, and then mm-hmm. they just so, dropped. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of prism, um, a lot Libya. of Libya, not to be prism, just yeah. because I thought the deck was full. And um, uh, I see on stream, you know, the deck is really fun and it's very strong when, it, when it's going, but it's just a little inconsistent, which is why I fell back on Ira. And um, Ira, I think, unfortunately, for a lot of people, is you know still the deck. It's yeah. gonna crush Blitz for time to come, yeah. unless they do something about Flick Flick. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. It's yeah. so consistent. Consistency is king, especially yeah. and with the deck that's so I think comfortable to pile. I feel like the more the the monarch format gets developed, the more of a chance there is that Ira does get slightly pushed off the table. I don't think she ever comes out at the moment with, with a flick flick and play. I, think, I, I don't think, think she ever falls off the table. Yeah, but yeah. I think she drops down the table. Right. I definitely think there is like lots of room for Prism and Livia to come into the yeah. game. Um, Th- and chain as well. I think yeah. a more aggressive train, chain build could make it, but we were just the meta just wasn't quite there. Those decks haven't been discovered yet, and it's just uh, it's just easier to top by playing the, the tried and trusted. Yeah, player. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got more skill points in it, right? Yeah. No. Talk, yeah, talking about performance, how'd you guys go? All right, so you know, on the Saturday we had the Blitz one, which was you know. All three of us chose a ninja of some sort, yeah, right? We're all, we're all ninjas. Yeah, man. we're all ninjas. Uh, we all, we all like. I have extreme, an extreme amount of time on ninja or Ira at least, yeah. and I, quite as much as on ninja probably as well. Yeah. I don't have as much time on Ira. I played it a little bit in the past. Yeah, I played one on beforehand, and then I just played it here. Yeah. And, and you, you I, I decided to spice things up a little bit. I decided to go old school. I was playing uh, Katsu and Blitz yeah. on the Saturday. I decided, you know what, I mean, I, I just find, Can, although Ira is good, I find it too dull. Because Katsu has, um, you know, largely been forced out of the meta by Ira. How do you, how do you find that dynamic? So, given that both players play optimally, and play perfectly, I think the matchup is abysmal. I, I generally don't 
think it's very winnable for Kotsu unless you're you're high rolling the Ira, which like can happen. But I think if both players are playing correctly, the Ira is just strictly better deck. Yeah, flip flake in the plus one, just make it so hard. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I ended up playing. Actually, I was I just I was the night before I decided I was going to play Kotsu just have as much fun as I could and I took Jason Chung's list from the Blitzathon stream from the very very start which was funny enough almost like the Blitz version of the constructed Katsu deck that I've been playing it's super light on the combo all of the combo chain starters and it's that that pressure 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 build with the, the blowout turns which I yeah was just lots of fun yeah so. cool. nice yeah yeah so um do you know what Place you came? I what came, I came 10th. So yeah. I went, it was five rounds, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I went three and two. Unfortunately, I lost uh, round one. Yeah. So starting off X and one, that makes the breakers super rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I ended up going. You just have to two. win every one of your matches from that point. Yeah. To get yeah. in so and just or yeah. Caught on, on the very edge. Yeah. Yeah. And us two, we both top eight. Yeah, we both top yeah. eight. Um, I did lose my first match in Switch, like Callum. Me and Am, Callum actually sat side by side for that match. Yeah. And as Ira, I got to appear against one of the two decks that I feared the most, which was Cano Player 1. Yeah. And Cano Player 2, but first Cano Player 1 in... Cano Player 1, was this Jesse? Yeah, it was Jesse. It was Jesse. Um, pretty typical wizard matchup. I play Needle, uh, first turn get get wrecked by fate for oh, really? <laughs> like, that happened to me as well actually uh, I should have spoken to you about that to be honest because uh, he actually it's the funny thing is I was talking to him in the armory and he's like oh yeah I'm going to put fate for scene in my deck so that someone's so going to needle me yeah. and, and, and break uh, and so the thing is and, then, and I'm like yeah right mate just bluffing me yeah, no, no. <laughs> so the thing is in the last couple of weeks of armory he wasn't just running one fate for scene he was running sink blows and like other things as well that were blue unmovables wasn't he yeah yeah just he was basically playing ming and then it yeah. was just conditioning and I was thinking, this yeah. is such a bait <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just gonna go back to stream like but yeah I, yeah like, and crush anyone that doesn't pick needle uh, wasn't a bait <laughs> he uh managed to get one person one iron that versed him that didn't play needle and it was uh steven and it was largely due to the fact that steven didn't want to play needle in iron period yeah. <laughs> jesse thought it was because of the fear of the the the, yeah. the defense reaction but it wasn't the case but yeah but yeah um i did yeah you know basically you lose that needle and you lose a lot of your tempo and yeah. in, in the wizard matchup if you don't have tempo from the start like your very first turn yeah. you've lost yeah and yeah, you just have to draw that one quad red hand, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed that Wizards now have started running red reverberates as well, and Blitz is more aggressive Wizard yeah. as well, where yeah. if you are if you don't have, if you're, they're stripping more cards from hand, because that reverberate doesn't seem like much, but that on hit, if that does hit, is a massive, massive threat. Yeah. And, uh, you lose that needle, you lose the four damage every turn. Yeah, so I win uh, X1 in Swiss. Same, yeah. Uh, I lost to, to Liam Spronken who was on Wizard in round three. Oh, yeah. We had a we had a very interesting rolled in that game. We had quite a diverse surprisingly diverse yeah, this Swiss a, round. So look at the breakdown for the, the skirmish one, the top one, yeah. Yeah. So this is the overall one. It was like is it twenty twenty eight? Numbers are pretty small. No, it's thirty one percent about, about 30% Iron. The at home yeah, can probably see it a bit Ira. clearer than us. 31.8% Ira. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, it's a bit lower than the average, I think, Ira count 
think Ira usually gets about 40%, yeah. roughly, 40 yeah. 50%. Um, you know, we still see Dorinth here hanging in there, really consistent. Yeah, I think that the, the, the reason it's not high is we do have a lot of uh, resident players that are home staging their favourite heroes rather than... Yeah, uh, and Dorinthia is always yeah. been a popular hero. You know, yeah. often she's one of the yeah. first heroes people pick up. Got some Kasai, got some Levia players, Reinar. Um, yeah. I think it's one Do you know what that is, right? It is yeah. uh, so that's two, two Dorinthia, two Kano, yep. two Kasai, two Livier, two Rana. Yeah. And then, and then one Bolton. Then one, one Bolton, one Dash, and one Katsu. No Prism. No, no prism. prism. No Prism at all. Uh, no Chain. Which is yeah. odd, right? Yeah. You'd think the Prism and Chain would be the most played heroes from, yeah. from Monarch A. What I do think, you guys think that is? I think, honestly, I think the, the prisms are... I know that Brute is least somewhat of a presence in Blitz, and I think prisms are just absolutely terrified. Yeah, they're terrified. Up. They're so terrified. Like, even I, as a prism player, like, when I want to play... I want to play prism. I really do want to play prism, because it's such a fun go-wide deck that just presents so much damage. But you just, but you just like... You, every time you play, and then, then like, your first attack you play, you see the six, and you're just like... Yeet! I want to play this anymore. And especially because those those brute decks, um, they have Prism has I believe I can't remember what Herald it is. It gives a minus one. So a lot of the like the Ira decks and stuff, you side in like maybe like one like nourishing emptiness or commands, yeah. whatever. You got your six power attacks. It'll pop most of everything. Yeah. But that one Herald. So, but the Rhino decks and uh, the, the brute decks, they got. They got seven uh -huh. eight powers and it just feels so like a buy for the Prism, right? Yeah. Yeah. As my attack gets popped, gets popped, and they're fine functioning off two card hands for the majority of the yeah. time. Yeah. You get stuck with like you get stuck with a two card hand, and it's two cards you didn't want because you needed to throw them down for an attack after Tarek. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, interesting. No Bravo as well. I was actually yeah, considering no playing Bravo um, a wee bit. I think Bravo is potentially a, a top tier yeah. deck in Blitz. Um, I would just like to point out that this is uh i don't think this is representative of what the yeah so this is, oh, this is not, not. This, is yeah. a, this is a meta. highly skewed meta um uh, yeah. basically it's people's pet heroes that people are playing and you know a lot of the new monarch heroes are not very tested yeah so, um i mean the one thing that looks correct to me is uh Kano, Dorinthia, and Ira being very well represented. Those three seem to be very powerful. Uh, Reiner, I think, is very powerful, but I think as going forward, we're going to see more prisms, um, more chains, and a lot more Bravo. I think yeah. Bravo is going to be a powerhouse going forward. Um, it's just that he's not very popular down here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty much the only Bravo player. <laughs> yeah. Someone will disagree yeah, with that. No, not others. me. Yeah. There are a few uh, others, but. Most of them tend to yeah. just swap onto Ira for Blitz. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, should we move to yeah. the top eight? And then the okay. top eight is very representative of what we've seen in the past for Blitz. Yeah. yeah so what, does, is, what does this look like? Four Ira players, two Dorinthias, and two Kanos. Our Kanos were Liam and Jesse. Yep. Yep. Uh, were um, Hagen, Hagen and Rowan. And our Ira players was me, you, Sasha... And who was the fourth? Steven Steele. Steven, yes, yeah. you're quite correct. Yes. Oh, I feel bad for forgetting, forgetting <laughs> yeah. that one. So, um, yeah, interesting thing happened um, round one is 
quite a lot of the iron players didn't pair out. up. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them fell out, and a lot of them didn't pair against an iron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I round one versus Rowan, um, and I got blown out by a really big warrior turn really early in the game, and it just. It can happen, right? Yeah. Tilt, tilt, slightly tilted me. I'm not gonna lie, and then I made a miss block on the next turn by one, yep. one damage, which just killed yep. me. Well, it didn't kill me then, but it just presented that I was gonna die for the rest of the game. There was yep. nothing I could do. Yeah. I, I also played warrior uh, into warrior. I played Hagen, um, and uh, yeah, I thought I was gonna lose that one. Um, first turn, I got supremacy, um, iron song determination, attack for six to block. Dominate. Yeah. Uh, I can block it, um, and then he breaks bolters and plays Red Warriors Valor, which he draw off the top and hits me for nine. Um, I just block as much as I can, but I I drop below ten on turn one. Yeah. My turn two is big. I got to get off um, uh, nourishing emptiness with all five cards, but still I felt really far behind. And the second turn he had his counter and he played another determination, hit me with dominate again, which I couldn't block all of. So as a Really frightening game, but somehow, um, you know, through the a matter of inches, I came out on top. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Just just. You would have had to min max. Yeah. That I could basically steal the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I know Liam versus Sasha and the Kano bit the yeah. Ira player. Yeah. Um, and Stephen versus um, Jesse. Yeah. So the, the, so all the wizard players went on to. The semi-finals. Yeah, I believe so. And I mean, Liam's just so well versed on yeah. that Kano as well. Yeah, I believe the so the semi-final GC. was Liam uh, Liam versus GC and oh, oh, I played GC. You played GC. I mm-hmm. played GC. And I, and Liam played. Played Rowan. Played. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Rowan. Yeah. Liam so played Rowan. Liam took out Rowan with a, a massive blazing event. Yeah, was, I I was there for it. it. Ended up being by the end of it, it was like presented like. 24 damage in total. I can't so just, uh, she, she had she had the turn before nourishing emptied, so she had a sixth card hand. Guess how many blues she had in hand? No. One. Oh, but, and I think mean, one yellow and then the rest was red. So, but yeah. it was a uh, it was an amazing turn to watch unfold. Uh, Liam um, gets a, a stir, either spindle off. For five, yeah. For five or six. And you're seeing... No, no, it's not a stir, but it was like a crucible spindle. Cru- for five. It was, yeah. Um, and you see Liam... Oh, the top five. five cards of deck, and then he's, God, he's yeah. sitting. He's I. I don't play wizard. I've played against wizard yeah. enough to see that he's got the cards there to pull it out. I just don't know how he's doing it, and you just get to watch him craft the yeah. cane, craft yeah. basically craft the perfect turn with blazing either. Yeah. Yeah, blazing yeah. Aether in his hand, and he was like, "I just need to get to the end and play this." Yeah. Just he just ended up getting there, and yeah. My my turn game against Jesse was a. Uh, Another year, I had my needle broken turn one again, yeah. um, um, but I managed to, you know, it was a bit of a shock, and I, to be honest, thought I was lost the game right then and there. Honestly, when I came over towards the end, and I saw you guys were like three, it was like three life versus three life, I was like, what? I've never, never, ever lived a wizard game in where it's been three life, three life. And yeah. I managed to steal it with a raise on, yeah. on my soul surviving Kadachi. I looked at Jesse's yeah. hand and he he was holding a nourishing. He want, I, I know he wanted to play yeah, the nourishing so next turn, but it wouldn't have valued him that so well. He was he wanted to, he actually what he said after the game was he wanted to block with the nourishing 
else. No, he should have blocked with the Norris Eaters. He chose not to because in part of his mind, he wanted to play it. Yeah. You said to me that you was going to lock my second attack with the Nourishing Emptiness. Yeah. Um, and that's why he didn't block the Kadachi when he was on board. And of course I raised it, killed him. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have enough damage quite to kill me through the sigil that I had in my arsenal. Yeah. So I was able to steal the land, which I honestly... After the needle button turn one, I thought I had no business winning that. Yeah. Yeah, and then go on to the finals, I guess. So yeah, you and Liam. Yeah. Liam and I were playing, and um. Was it Turnster Stir? Yeah. Well, we've Liam and I have played the the Wizard Ira matchup a bunch of times. I I played him on Wizard a million times, and I hardly ever win, yeah. frankly. Um. And you know, I got crushed on like turn three. Yeah. He just he just had it, drew cards, and. Yeah. Had all the damage, so you know, massive congratulations to him for winning the, yep. the skirmish event. Yeah. So yeah. Very, very well. Yeah. I was happy to come second, so yeah. it's good. Got my top eight, whole for Olivia, so Yeah, for the for the, the whole thing, the skirmish it was it's just feels you only need to make top eight. Yeah. Right? After that, not to After worry, that, right? not to work. The, the the packs are all unlimited for yeah. um yeah. for the Blitz event, so like the difference between yeah. getting three and five packs or, yeah. you know, six like, to twelve packs is very negligible. Top eight is just like playing for some gravy. Yeah. And like, yeah, the mat on top, but yeah. there's always mat, a random yeah. mat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Saul got the random mat yeah. from down yeah. here. The legend. He did it, yeah. he did he did it last game. Yeah, he, he came, came down, down here, got it from Megazone. Got one. Yeah. He got the sky yeah. and he got the CNC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was a dice charge skirmish. It was a really great event. Um, and I'm really happy to have been on stream. Yeah, there. very well produced on stream. Yeah, it was, Defini- uh, top top definitely quality. go check it out. Yeah, not just plugging it; it's legitimately really great visual yeah. content. Um, so next we had the, the Megazone. Yeah, you guys yeah. had the Megazone one. Tell me about that. You guys, uh, you played first edition sealed. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it. I had work and was unable to get off due to another work partner yeah. being away already. Yeah, go but uh, you guys got to play it. So talk about your sealed pools. Come on, well, fair priorities, right? Yeah. I, t- I was so tempted to quit my job. You have no idea. Yeah. I was like, do I need this job? Do I need this job? And I was like, you know what? I just yeah. bought a house. I can't, I can't justify quitting my job well, for it. So, speaking of sealed pools, I, sealed pools, um, there was a library pulled on the day. There was a Ooh. cold foil library pulled on the day. Was it Rowan? Uh, no, it was one of the... So we had some people come oh, down Christ- from Christchurch. Christchurch one of the Christchurch guys. lads who came down, mm. managed to pull a, a library, which was you know, pretty exciting. Pack two, you hear it, library isn't open. I'm like, oh, excellent, great, seal's done. <laughs> seal's done, can I go home? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the library. I've won, I've won more than anyone else here. I haven't yeah. played a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Any legendaries? Um, yes, there was a Phantasmal Footsteps. Is that up? Yeah. One library well, I, and one I footsteps. I, I, I only saw one legendary. There might have been another, but I, mm. I saw one. Yeah. Uh, and an extended art Yeah. as well. Pulled at our table, the Luminar Ascension. Oh, yeah. Extended yeah. art. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, Steven's friend. I can't remember his name. He usually plays Magic. Oh, Voon. Yeah. Oh, Voon came. Yeah, oh, yeah Voon's, he came down. Voon's quality. Oh, man. That man. That, that's a guy that comes in and he'll buy, like, one box of, like, the first edition, go home, and he'll pull the Fable or the Cult, like, the main legendary for the yeah. set, and he'll be like, oh, this is cool, and then sit yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> doesn't need the money, and he just likes luck. it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair He's enough. always great to talk to when he comes in on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how was your seal pool? Yeah. Pretty, pretty good from who I understand. Yeah, so I was cracking all my packs. I was down with my last pack. Nothing was looking super promising. 
I was kind of leaning towards prison pile because how the format kind of is if nothing's really there, everything's average, you play prison pile. And I open my last pack and staring me in the face is the Prism Majestic Luminar. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm definitely playing Prism Pile now <laughs> because that card and sealed is absolutely nuts value. Yeah. It's not nuts value constructed. <laughs> As well. It just, even in seal, even in seal, uh, unless you play two potential game plans, you have the, the go wide with the heralds, with even attacking with two heralds per turn is nuts. Or that goes um, awry, you have glistens. Manage pull and it gets you have game plan number two, which is stack a spectral shield token and you're whacking someone for five off for yeah. zero resource. Yeah, um, my seal pull was crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I pulled a cold foil footsteps, which is like nice, um, but at the time I was like, I'd rather have something to help me when make top eight. You mean time skippers? So what did I say? Phantasmal footsteps. Oh, so, oh, okay, that would be nice. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? You just pulled a five hundred dollar right, right. card. Do you even right, care right. about the rest of it? <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, yeah. I mean time skip is a good pull, but this yeah. is no phantasmal footsteps. Um yeah, well, um I didn't even play it because I had iron high boots. Yeah. But um Yeah, it's a nice pull, but it wasn't gonna help me make top eight. Um I had zero majestics. Um and I was like, oh shit, my prism cards don't look so good. I don't have enough six attacks to play Levia. And, um, you know, so I was looking at Bolton. I don't have chain cards either. I had like one seeds. <laughs> it was like, pretty, it was pretty bad. But my Bolton list looks kind of promising. I don't have any of the good Bolton, like, rares and stuff. Yeah. But I have three red tank flights. I'm thinking, maybe that's enough. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. To round one, I play into um, play into Calum Luminaris. Actually. Yeah, and get destroyed. There's no. I don't even need to know how this game went. It was actually close. It was actually how? closer. How? How? Uh, what are you not done? seeing any heralds early? Yeah. Uh, kind of does the trick, right? Yeah, gets yeah. It done. You just block out until but you do. Yeah, yeah. It's I still was going to lose game, that. Right? Yeah. And um, you know, the deck didn't feel good. I'm sorry, but the the Bolton Commons just bad. Yeah. Compared to Prism Commons, it's just, it's just bad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, a second round, I play against a newer chain player, and he's making lots of mistakes. Doesn't quite know what he's doing. He's obviously new to the game, uh, or hasn't played the hero before. And normally I'd beat him quite easily, but I was struggling. Like the game was very hard, and I'm thinking, man, I have to change something, otherwise, it's, you know, I might make it worse. But as it is, there's no chance of making top eight with this list. Yeah. So I win win that game just like it was fucking hard for. For how the game's going. Um, and I swapped to Prism. I put together a Prism pile. I've got two red heralds of protection, a red dominate herald, and one red herald freebo. Those are my four Prism cards. <laughs> that is my deck. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any Spectras. I don't have any of the fancy rare heralds. Nothing. I have Damn. four red common heralds, and that has to win me. That's <laughs> one of the. Yeah. So, um. And you managed to pull it out. Somehow. Fuck, yeah. somehow. Um, third round, I play a. Um. A prison player? I managed to get. Do I? <laughs> Probably played a prison player. I think I played a prison, prison player. Prison power is very good. Less than 24 hours ago, yeah. I might add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lots of things happen. Um. Anyway, I managed to get tempo early and pitch 
um, a red militia, which is one of my best cards, it was my finisher, to the bottom and I managed to hit him with it when it mattered most. Um, I'm sorry, I pushed that along with a red hero protection on turn one and was able to, to ask on the other and get him. Get him with that. Turn around four, I played a Bolton um, and just smashed him, 20 would him. Yeah. Just because um, <laughs> it was funny because um, uh, I had a Halo, which was probably the best card for Prism I had. Um, I made a Spectral Shield, you got turn one. So on my on the second turn, I made Spectral Shield and attacked him for four um, and Herald. Um, and then on his turn, he, so he just blocked me up. And then he played a, so he three card blocked me. And then he played Memorial Grounds, putting the Stony Wootenhock that he played on turn one on top of his deck. So I was like, and I'd already hit with a with a hero at that point. I think it was turn three that he did mm. that or something. Um, so I had one special shield and one card in cell, and he had put this six plus power card on this on the top of his deck, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Just hold it in your hand, I dare you. <laughs> so I make another spectral shield, and I start going four four. And I'm with the iris, and he's holding this thing, and I'm like, play it, play it, dare you, do it. Yep. And of course, my hero's a garbage, so yeah. it's actually helping me and having. He basically IP3'd himself by holding yeah. this one card, and eventually he bottoms it. Um, and then I draw my heroes. So yeah. Just, yeah, 20. Like, it ended 10 10 0 because I took damage at the end to kill him, but it was a 20 0 game, basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that game was like. Ridiculous even if I ever and then in the last round I have a very 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 close game against Rowan on Prism and that was literal um you know, I had two cards left. Yeah. Didn't you? I so had you a played very her close you played her Swiss on, on the Saturday too in the very last round too. I did. And that was like a cusp game. Like she was yeah. guaranteed locked yeah. in and you were like maybe in, maybe out. Yeah, yeah. and like beat her again on that one too. Yeah. Interesting. I also had a very, very close game against um rowan on prism in the prism mirror and i had quite quite the finisher so it was um i didn't didn't see any heralds early i have to i start getting whacked with value she's got quite a few good heralds so i move into my second game plan which is stack a spectral shield with yeah, the, my red glyph yeah yeah um stack a spectral shield with my red glisten block out and start whacking for five off zero and try and claw back some momentum and we're both, and I'm, my final, I have to take some damage, lose my Spectral Shield, because it's my final turn of the game. If I don't kill her here, she's on one HP, I, I lose the game. And uh, I get over by one Xaxes, uh, or I lose, and my play is, I have, <laughs> I have a very calculated play. It is Warmonger's Recital, or Seek Enlightenment, one of the two. It wasn't pretty irrelevant. Just, just a buff, yeah. A buff, Yellow Phantasmify, mm -hmm. plus four. Plus four. Dreamweavers, so it doesn't pop. Frontline scout for ten. <laughs> the little boy going in, just frontline scout for ten, and just gets over was for exact. Her hand, <laughs> hand, she had like some blinding you beam. See it, right? <laughs> yeah, I get, yep. Had didn't have a three block, so I just got over. But I just found that quite. There's a lot of two blocks in this. Just set. yeah. All the generics. Just juiced up this little boy. <laughs> Stacked him full of roids. <laughs> Take prison. it, man. Get it in there. You're a jock now. Yeah. You're not the water boy anymore. Yeah, Phantasmify was one of the other cards I wanted. I didn't have uh, Phantasmify. I didn't have um, 
the, the card that makes special shields as an instant. Yeah. I didn't have anything fancy. Yeah. I just had played four heralds. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys get you guys get it all to top eight. Yeah. But yeah, and Liam did as well. Yeah. yeah. But I guess uh, he pulled Genesis and crushed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, one thing that, to touch on with why uh, Prism Pile is, is so, I, at least I feel is so common in Monarch Shield right now is the uh, the, the pieces that you need to kind of. I guess bring the other classes together is a lot more to pull. So like Levia, you can have a bunch of six powers and you can have that decent number, but you either need your unruly bellows or your dread screamers. You either need to go super tall at the end to close it out or go wide. You need two attacks at the and end to close it out. You need to not, kill yourself, need to not kill, kill yourself, right? Um, same chain, with chain. You chain, need seeds. Chain, you need seeds agony, like a few of them, and you also need lots of damage because if you're mm. chaining every turn, like you run out of cards so quick and... And yeah. Minutes, um, that if you don't have enough damage, you're trying to just block you out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the shadow here is a, a quite a bit of a disadvantage like, on sealed. Levia yeah. would be super good if it was if you could consistently get the go wide because it crushes prison piles, obviously. Um, and then Bolton well, you has. You can play around yeah. it if you have the like some of the generic power cards. Yeah. Like Zealous Zealous Bell Tank yeah. is very good. Oh, I wish I had one of those in my Just sword. just anything that lets you go wide. Um, Bolton as well. Bolton, I mean, Bolton... Stobby Hammers is okay, but Gallantry Gold will be of the Vanguard. If you get those cards, you yeah. really do... You so definitely... You have a win condition that you can that, play towards, for sure. That was why my Bolton, my Bolton deck was not there. It's because I didn't have Via the Vanguard, didn't have Gallantry Gold, so I just I didn't have anything to get me over. Yeah. yeah. Which just makes things so rough, all, to yeah. be All the other classes have, like, very, I guess, more specific or harder to get in a sealed pool win conditions. Yeah. Prism, you're getting value against three, three against against two classes and then mirror, and just it's just value permanently. We've been robbed. Oh no, never mind. It's fine. It's just it's just the owner of the store yes. that we're in. Yeah. Oh Greg, God. Come in. Our stream manager is here today. Yeah. Welcome, Greg. Welcome. So, anyway, so carry on. Uh, you guys yeah. get to the top eight. Um, yeah. Okay. How did draft go? Talk about it. Oh. Yeah. oh. Oh, I love so draft. Oh, um, me and Daniel were sat next to each other, and we got gas. Yeah. Um, I'll let I you was start. The one yeah. chain player at the table. People are like, "Oh, you did such a. It was so smart of you to swap into chain." I'm like, taking chain cards the entire draft. Right? <laughs> I didn't even swap, bro. So <laughs> I was the one of two Levia players. The other one was actually Liam, but he was he direct on sides, other so side did, of the table. But my pack one. Nothing very good. The best card in there is actually uh, a Red Boneyard Marauder. And I'm like, okay, it's the only good Shadow Brute card in. I'm thinking, well, Shadow Brute, no one really likes drafting it. Everyone's still kind of afraid of drafting Levia. Everyone defaults into Prism. Yeah. I can cut it off to the left. Yeah. And I just and pick that pack one, try and stay open with the generic pack, uh, second pick, and it's just Shadow Brute so, gas the entire yeah, time. So my first pack was didn't have any good chain cards. So it's a good signal for me to play chain. Yeah. It seems ironic, but the more chain cards I pass on my left, the more likely they are to pick chain. Exactly. Then, like dry up my pulls on the way back. But it did have um, a generic Tremors of Eraerithal, which is a card that works well in chain, works well in prism, works well in quite a um, few different decks. So okay. I was like, I'll take that. That will leave me open for my first pick. And I have two good Levia cards in this pack. I have some good prison cards in this pack. I have some good Bolton cards in this pack. I'm going to pass them all down. 
they can play those heroes. I had a fair idea that Callum would pick Levia. Just kind of seemed like something he would do. Um, <laughs> this is this the biggest dopamine class, yeah, and that's yeah. it. What can yeah, I say? I mean, I could see I could see Callum um, looking at the next two cards and being like, "This huge. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> it's big. Oh, red unworldly Bella. Don't mind if I do. Exactly. Um, and this all was to play to my plan. Yeah. So I um, I ended up picking the only chain player at the table. Um, and it's like a pack in that the entire table seems to realise no one's playing chain because the last four cards in the pack are all chain cards. So unfortunately, a lot of players hate drafting me. But yeah, um, think, some players overly. Yeah, I had a very <laughs> a ridiculous experience. Yeah, <laughs> I had a very <laughs> yeah, yeah, real. very um, interesting draft dynamic with Liam. Liam was debating afterwards that maybe he should have gone chain, but we had it was the way the pack ended up for us was very interesting. He ended up with the go wide wing con for Levia. So he was getting those those dreads those crucial dread screamers. However, I ended up with the Sko tall wing con. I even had time skippers, so that kinda of worked in my favour. I had all of these unworldly bellows. Yeah. All of these dominate pumps as well. And I'm just like, okay, so this is my game plan is I'm just mm. whacking someone I, for I didn't over think one of the areas that I made a mistake in my draft was I had two opportunities to take a time skippers and I skipped both of them. Yeah. Just like you just never see it again. Or something. And I think um, if I had the time skippers, it would have made my matches a lot easier to win because it's, um, you know, it just would have helped a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could, yeah. But um, funnily enough, during the draft process, I got hate drafted. And it was almost like one of the players was like, decided he wasn't playing this deck, but I'm going to take all the good cards for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, seems like a strange strategy. Um, like, I can see taking the really powerful cards. Obviously, that's like a really viable strategy, but you don't want to do it at the expense of your own deck, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I hate drafted pack two, pick one, but that's because I see a V of the Vanguard there. And I'm like, yeah. I do not want to play against a Bolton with V of the Vanguard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there, there, like you do there a some, draft. There is definitely point, some good hate, but I think, point, but yeah, I think yeah, like at a certain point, like it becomes a toss up between yeah, like wait, no, it does come to that point. Are you playing to win? Are you like maybe he was lose, never yeah. ever playing to win, and you know he was already happy that he made top eight, and like, beyond then there was nothing point. And his more idea was, look, if I hate draft someone enough and get paired against them. Like, I'm, it's not a bad situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I, I think it, frustra- it frustrates me because I think, although you've got top eight, I think you should still try and win. Yeah. And just to... The problem is, is the, the incentive saying, to actually winning winning is just a rubber mat. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people in Dunedin uh, don't have a huge ideology for... Unlike a Rubber particular, Un- unlike, unlike me, you, yeah. me being like <laughs> the biggest man for, you know, the, wanting the neoprene man. Yeah. yeah, neoprene crack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I got matched up against um, in round one. One anyway, but yeah. my uh, <laughs> my round one match was. You know what he should have done to annoy you is like flipped all them over <laughs> and put them on the side and be yeah. like he's like yeah he's like God. i'm not playing chain i've got as many seeds as you and i'm like <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> dan just it. goes into overdrive I'm like, oh, where's yeah. my steroids i'm in <laughs> but, yeah. I, more seeds. <laughs> I had a, a very a very fun uh round one match it was against stephen from christchurch yeah um he was on prism it's a very good matchup for me um 
played it slow as Levia. You don't really want to start the engine on too early, especially in the prison matchup. You're kind yeah. of building up that graveyard. And it was quite unfortunate for him because it's like it's a very impossible matchup for him. But there was a there was a point in the game where I had like seven or eight blood debt stacked up and he'd banished two cards from my graveyard and they've both missed. And we're both like on the edge of our seats, the adrenaline rush, and he flips over the third card in the graveyard. And oh, luckily it was a six power, turned off the blood debt, coming in for this massive attack. And then of course the end game plan of, he had to, he had, played very well. His only out was getting this pound for pound dominate turn off. Yeah. Right. He's he was on the, or you just whiffing. He's, he's on the, yeah, it's either me whiffing and I die to blood debt or I have like a slightly off turn and he can get this dominate attack off and kill me. Unfortunately couldn't get there fast enough. Yeah. Had the time skippers, which was very, very crucial. Yep. Big attack, two action yep. points, get there. My um, my first game, I, I still had, despite the head drafting, I still had a very powerful chain deck. Um, I played the Bolton player that had drafted me, and um, his deck was not as powerful as mine. I just put damage on, and he couldn't keep up, so he just swapped to four card blocking on like turn three to try and deck me out. And unfortunately for him, I had enough damage. I had one over yeah. to kill him with the with the Red Militia, which is my MVP card of the day. Surging Militia is insanely good. Tim, Tim yeah. Pot Timmy. Yeah, <laughs> the little kid. Tim Pot Timmy. Doing Love that little kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, so then I play you in the yeah. semis. So the semis was very interesting. Um, going in, I had a game plan of Chain hits this break point at like three to four sh soul shackles where um, they start. Trading anything more kills them in sealed and yeah. not having them... Yeah kills yeah. them and sealed as well so that's kind of where chain gets yeah. going and maybe I, I i think after thinking back i maybe mis had the wrong game plan going and going ahead but mine was i build up my graveyard for the first three turns and then because my deck had tons of damage i'm like on his break point when he's trying to do stuff i want to be the one pushing the initiative and flicking the switch and just yeah, stripping you just his hand take, you want him to get to his three or four current like the first or second time he gets to his three or four point yep. take the damage and then yeah. go big with your yeah. turn. But you need the hand for it. Yeah. So, yeah to force it. For me, I had a kind of different game plan um, so than the usual chain play. Mm -hmm. um, it's because I didn't know what, a lot of what was in Callum's deck. I passed him a lot of the cards. So he was passing me two of the three. I think I was crossing Callum's maybe yeah. deck as much as he was. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because Dan was at my right. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'd seen a lot of the cards. I didn't think you had many cards that didn't block. Um, so I was thinking. He might be able to just block me out. I, had, so I, I didn't have a lot of block cards. I need to ensure that he starts banishing things. So I need to ensure that he starts his blood dead and then stop him right there um, so that I can get him on the back foot and make a block and block or just take loads of damage to satisfy his blood dead. So uh, it seems odd, but my first turn, I didn't make a soul shackle on purpose. Didn't miss yeah. it, I chose not to, because I wanted to ensure that I had cards enough um, to keep the game going until we got to that point. Yeah. So I played um, focusing on getting my weapon attacks on the first two turns to preserve some of my deck. I was a bit worried about my ability to deal lots of damage. Um, so Callum, fortunately for me, banished, I think, on turn three. Got two blood deck cards. Yeah, so turn when I decide to flip the switch, um, I, I do hit the banish 
which initially seems good, right? But you got to the thing with Levia is that you're optimally on Levia, even though it's random. You want to be banishing that one six power with blood debt. You only want you're trying to keep your graveyard stocked up yep. well, and unfortunately, I think I either I flick there's like you an, hit two one. Yeah, so I flicked the switch maybe a turn too early. I had another game game plan that I could have gone for afterwards, which I'll touch on. But my odds then for the graveyard kind of dwindled and got low. Yeah. So and I I kept two tokens. By this point, yeah. and I just I just decided to go off. I had a good card in my arsenal, and I just had a hard for the whole game. And you just it was close, but you couldn't yeah. quite come back after. Yeah, I had a there was I no way of turning off my blood debt for the last turn. Yeah. I think going in, I I had um, soul harvest uh, specialization, and I think going in is a potential argument for a different game plan where I arsenal that card and I play way more defensive and I block out, try and get the chain close to decking out, and then play this massive time skippers so harvest turn for like 10 12 damage right banishing all yep. these cards and really just chains banish a lot of cards by then and then start stripping the hand and definitely getting over but yep. it was a very close game and yeah um and then in my last game um i played against ryan um langrock who's a who's a dominion player started playing recently he's quite good um yeah, he's definitely like improved like massively. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he was on prison, so he was the prison player that had survived the onslaught of Olivia. Um, he had beaten Liam in the semi-finals, um, and he was playing me in the finals. And my game plan going into that match is, um, was again quite similar. I wanted to slow roll. I wanted to ensure that he was playing the game with me, that we were trading damage, so that he was at a lower life total for me to go off and kill him um, without running out of cards. Um, unfortunately though um, my first banish I banished a 6 plus I had 3 of them in the deck and one of them was um, my soul reaping so I banish my lunatide plunderer second banish banish the other non soul reaping 6 plus and I had the other and I had the soul reaping in my hand um, and I blocked with the so I think I had four, including Soul Reaping. Yep. I blocked with one on the Spears earlier. So I had no 6-plus in my deck, and it was turn two, turn three. Yeah. About there. Yeah, and I was just... thinking, oh, I can't continue playing this slow game because I'm just going to get overrun. He's going to get cards in Soul, tokens out. He's going to hit me with Heralds I can't block. This is going to go really badly because, I mean, it's not sealed anymore. It's um, it's drafted. The cards he has are good. Yeah. You know, he's already beaten a Levia player. His cards are strong, and I'm thinking I have to go for it. I go for it, and he makes the exact right play. He just swaps to blocking four cards every turn, takes no yeah. damage, and I just don't have enough cards. Yeah. Get up to five. Yeah, for him, tokens. like it's much easier. Like if he can sense, like if he can see that you've switched from defensive was, to aggressive. Really obvious for him. I soul reaping. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I was going for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he'll and, see that, and he'll go, yeah. Yeah, and, like, yeah, well played by him. If at worst you try to stop, if you, like, try to stop and, like, play slow again, yeah. then he just gets to have a gross yeah. turn, right? Yeah, then he just hits me with a herald and I have to block and I lose. Yeah. Um, or he gets a token, so... Um, yeah, it's a really hard matchup for Chain if you don't have, like, thumb hearts. Yeah, yeah so, and... Just got blocked out, ran out of cards. Just need Dreadside. that way. Yeah. Like, get definitely Dreadside. a really good game. Yeah. And Draft Dreadside. Kind of an excellent showcase. Of Next time open Dreadside in your packs. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll just open the best card. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's the only card you need, mate. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is, you know, meh. Here I am. Maybe the curse of second is alive. Yeah. 
skirmishes. Yeah, yeah. and skirmishes. Uh, uh, I won, yeah, won the match in a random die roll anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah Did see. you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was in, the, in, the, in one of our yeah, champions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Daniel essentially got, had the same outcome as first place. I actually came second, but I had the exact same prize pool as first place. <laughs> mine's, uh, <laughs> mine's on my wall now already. Yeah. And a top loader mounted on the wall. The knee improvement. Yeah. Mine's in my, in my draw. I'll bring it out to play. Yeah. It's but yeah, I think draft. If you if you guys have a chance to play a limited monarch format, if you can play draft, draft yeah, so much better than sealed. It's yes. the the dynamics way more interesting with light and shadow. It's not just yeah. like so previous it's not drafts. Not just like prism mirrors all day long. Yeah, <laughs> which is what the sealed one is. Yeah, um, drafts actually like every hero is viable. Yeah, Lego players can yeah. actually shine without having a god pull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Get eight people together and draft some monarch. It doesn't have to be a skirmish. Boxes are really cheap right now. So yeah. I reckon yeah. you can definitely do that. Excellent mind games you can play as well because not, it's not like, oh, there's good generics. There's good shadow cards. There's good light cards. There's even like bomb class cards like Soul Reaping, especially is one where yeah. there's, there's even certain cards you're just like, okay, yeah. this card's got insane value. Yeah. And you get to play way more fun yeah. mind games. And yeah, I mean, because you have to pick a hero and get your cards, you don't just fall into the I built a prison pile. Yeah. You know, you you actually crafting your own deck. So yeah. I feel like there's so much more room to express your deck building than there is in sealed. So definitely draft. Yeah. Um, for sure. I reckon it's super fun. Yeah. Right. I think we've talked enough about yeah. both skirmishes. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Let's drop that. Yeah. Move on to the next All statement. Right. What is next? I believe it is Card of the Week. Is it Card of the Week? Let's All go right. to Card of the Week. We're going to reveal card. card of the Week. And you guys can share your opinions on this first. Card of the oh, Week. No, no, you go first, Gallon. Well, you're the guest. All right, mate. So the Card of the Week go, 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 go. is <laughs> Nourishing Emptiness, which is a red that costs two and reads. It's a six-power card with three block, and it has, while there are no attack action cards in your graveyard, Nourishing Emptiness has Dominate. And if this hits, your hero gains plus one until the end of turn. All so right, what does it read? Go. I will not speak. If <laughs> I speak, I am in big trouble. <laughs> big, big. I, I may be a little biased. I think the card when you're playing it is amazing. Yeah. I, very, very I have had, personally, I've had terrible experiences <laughs> playing against this card, and I hate it with a passion. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've been turn one nourishing by Olivia into five intellect into them blocking out two cards banishing three turn two nourishing me with dominate <laughs> and then my lose that match and then my very next game i get turn one nourishing emptiness and i'm like you know what maybe the card's good but i hate it <laughs> i don't play so it very much. it's you a, a very it's a very oh, I, it's a love-hate relationship <laughs> i think <laughs> i think it's a very interesting design yeah. i love the artwork on the card yeah. but yeah. As an individual who plays classes with not much armor, I, yeah. This is one of those cards that makes you hard. Yeah, I think it's, it has a very interesting places in um, Wizard and uh, Go Tall Dorinthia, for sure. Yeah. I think it's very interesting in Go Tall Dorinthia. I quite like it quite a bit. Where you're just playing all these non-attack actions It's just better than... I think it's better than Command. I think it is, for the sure. In Go Tall Dorinthia. Because they're getting it, yeah. I think it's a, it's definitely, it's a very, very cool and interesting, um, I guess, replacement or alternative to command and yeah. in decks like Dorinthia, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just want to explain why it's so good and why it was played so much in, in our Blitz event. It's basically, it's so hard to block because on 
a lot of the really powerful heroes in Blitz don't have a whole lot of armor. Yeah. So, um, Wizard doesn't have much armor, Iron doesn't have much armor. You can block it on Iron, but, but you lose your mask, mask and tunic yeah. straight off the bat, and it's like, not worth it. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so it's just such a mission to, to, um, you know, to block this thing that you just, you just can't. Yeah. And it just gives such a massive advantage to the player that plays it. If you get this on turn one, in Ira, you are way ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, like, just the ceiling that it gives you, and then it's, it can still block Prism. Yeah. You know? Ira players were playing Red Brutal Assaults in their list for a while, and this is a strictly better Red Brutal Assault. Yeah, it's just Brutal Assault, but it does something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I only... So I've had it happen, like, two or three times against me as well, but I've only been able to play it once. And the turn that followed up was god tier yeah, exactly because right. of it, like god the, tier. The plays that you can make off this connecting are yeah. like next level, like six card hands. Right? I think like I had a I had a blue, I had a leak tap in my hand and and nourishing, and I don't even know what the other card is. I don't even think the other card matters. Yeah. <laughs> I just pitched the three Kadashi Kadashi pitched whatever the other card was yeah. and nourishing turn one, and it's just like that's nine damage, and I get a five card hand that can't be stopped. Yeah, yeah. So I get to, you know, Arsenal, a league tap, the red league tap that I have, drop my five card hand. Yeah. Pitch of three, Kadashi, Kadashi, league tap, soul bead strike, flying kick. Yeah, I mean. Ouch. Yeah, it just allows you to get plays that are, like, just downright dirty. Um, I think it definitely, uh, it, it feels a lot more, uh, I guess, op- oppressive. And blitz when it does come off because blitz is swung is yeah. so much more swingy on like single turns i mean i think it's i think it, it feels worse on on when it's turn one in a deck that isn't kind of it doesn't have it as like a tech like a mario or wizard uh and constructed i think it's definitely interesting it's, it's a lot easier to block though it's right? a lot easier people sideboard people play defense reactions yeah. and you know yeah yeah not uh, six dominate is not that big really yeah and you can you can stop it five yeah. card hand isn't like the worst case scenario unconstructed right one turn yeah. you've got you enough time, time to, to claw it back yeah yeah no, yeah. no one turn advantage is too big in classic constructed but in a blitz it's a massive deal um yeah i think i almost think this card should be restricted in blitz yeah um because i don't know like the for me the design of the card just so overly rewards you for drawing it on turn one as opposed to drawing it somewhere else that it's too luck-based. Even if it's one card feel. in your deck, yeah. one in ten in your games, one in ten of your games, you'll, you'll have it first turn. Yeah. And if... Yeah. You know, in like in if theory. Like, if you like perfect probability. you got two, right? it's one in yeah. five, right? And if you yeah. get it on turn one, you know, turn two, and you're able to get the dominate effect off it, say, one in ten games, and you have, like, a 30% increased chance to win that game because of it, then it's worth it slot in the yeah. deck. And... You know what? If you don't draw it, it still blocks prism, still blocks three, still activates your Goliath gauntlet, still comes in for seven, like brutal assault did back yeah. in the day. The card is just perfect. Yeah. Like, it's incredibly strong. So. Yeah, I definitely do like the the, the design space of the card. The only intellect cards that we've seen have been Helm of Eisen's Peak on Guardian and Pursuit of Knowledge, which is you which know, is very purposefully under. Yeah, value under for a reason. Yeah. yeah, like it's just, I mean, it's just gonna get blocked, right? Isn't there something yeah. else? I feel like there's something else. There is not. Oh, Strictly there is intellect based. There is 
Um, there's the Guardian Aura that it gives you intellect if you have pitched two cards. Mm. Stomps hits triggers. Oh, um, Stamp Authority. Stamp Authority from Crucible Sorry, yeah. increases your intellect. But this is by far the most competitive way to do it. The yes. most value, you know, not only are you threatening the six damage dominate, but you're also getting this advantage for your next turn. So, yep. If you want to lose some friends, if you want to be competitive, <laughs> play this in your deck. You know. Tell you what. It is, it is funny. Got a super sweet plate while yeah. it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> get, get it. Get it in yeah. your deck now before yeah. it's too late. This, this card feels downright unfair sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a bit narrow to start call, calling it Command and Conquer 2.0, but Command and Conquer is a much fairer card than this. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I mean, this card is funny playing into a Kano running it. I have played against Liam on Armory. He Kano's on at the end of my turn Kano misses I'm like hmm, I wonder what this could possibly <laughs> be next turn I get hit with I nourishing is, which is, is quite quite fair in Kano yeah. like it, it feels dirty but uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely downsides to running it it's definitely it. it's definitely better for them and constructed I feel like it's yeah. way more unfairer for everyone opposing them and yeah. Blitz this, because they get that turn one yeah. you're screwed this, the, your one game plan's gone ridiculous in Warrior as well like it, yeah. it makes Warrior decks so much better just because oh, yeah. you can just it doesn't matter about drawing a turn one, turn two. Nourishing emptiness is always active in those scopes whole yeah. and you can just, you know, pivot around the nourishing emptiness like super hard. You can lead into it. You can go. Um, well, you just go wide with the the the, the sword for that turn. So you do yeah, yeah. do an unconditional go again with the sword, swing in, yeah, yeah, make yeah. them block the sword, go and then nourishing. With, yeah. um, spoils of war. Yeah. yeah. Spoils of war swing nourishing emptiness, and it's just like, what do I do? I've yeah. already blocked. <laughs> I've already blocked the spoils. Why I didn't want them to swing yeah. with the sword again. Yeah. If you want even more spice, if you have the resource, spoils of war, swing, out for blood, get the reprise trigger, nourishing of emptiness for seven. Just yeah. a mean, bunch of possible. You know, you know, ruin your friendships while you're here. Draw, draw your route as well the next turn, and then they play yeah. your route. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to play friendless warrior, <laughs> <laughs> you did. Coin nourishing emptiness and route together. I think that's what I'm playing this yeah. uh, this season. I think warrior. All yeah. right. Um, I think so. Well, we're starting the next podcast. Um, yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the art of war. And there's no co-host. There's no guest. <laughs> <laughs> I have no friends. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all me by myself. I played. I played warrior at the armory. They were right. Friendless. Yep. Ah. So, so yeah, it's a very good card. It's very strong. It's and it definitely way makes its way. Blitz than yeah. constructed, obviously. Yeah. But like twenty twenty. I should have played two of my blitz list. I wasn't playing two of my blitz lists, but yeah. have you been converted? Because I, I, I to me you should play two. I didn't want to because I, <laughs> I liked my like very go wide build, and it just doesn't present well for a very go wide build unless mm. you get it off right. Yeah. And to me, the the only good thing about an, an Ira is getting the first turn right. Uh, outside of that, it's just a six that command does better, right? Yeah. Flying kick does better, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But, yeah, no, very good. Mm, yep. Yeah, cool, cool, cool Easter eggs in the art as well. Yep, yep. Heavily recommend. Um, Anyone who hasn't paid attention to the art, look at the full res image. Look at the background. Some very cool stuff Spook, there. Spooky, spooky things there. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Def- definitely, like, I don't know. It's a very, it's a very monarch card, isn't it? Like, yeah. Very, like, monarch design with... Uh, it's only active sometimes. Can bite you in the ass if you don't draw it at the right time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, 
and it's definitely a lot more you know narrow than Command and Conquer, which I think is good. I don't think the game needs another Command and Conquer strike just yet, eh? Not quite. I mean, in time we will need them because like other ones like them because the, it just the game, pushes the develop of the game further, right? But at the moment, it's just the generics in the game are strong enough. As yeah, they are, yeah. That's it. I do feel like a lot of the generics in Monarch are getting a lot of sleep. Like, yeah. they just don't feel as good as the Wraith and Ark, which makes a lot of sense because those sets need to push a strong oh, suit push, to. And, and I mean, a lot of push the generics the don't already exist, so it makes yeah. sense to push some of the powerful ones. Yeah. But, yeah, I think yeah. people slept on this card a little bit at the beginning. I think people are still sleeping on Exude Confidence. I think that kind of some real potential. Yeah. And, uh, we talked about Rouse the Ancients already. That card mm-hmm. is very specific place that it's played in, but it's very powerful. Yeah, player. I think that's one of the, the key things with these Monarch Majestics. If you look at um, Welcome yeah. to Wraith and Arkham Rising, E-Strike and Command and Conquer are kind of like these more generically good yeah, cards, but these, are, these are like game plan specific, right? Yeah. Yeah. They seem more geared towards a certain like a, game like plan. Like a multi-class card. Like, yeah. You know, it says generic, you can play it in every deck, but it would, it, it, like... The Rousey Ancients is a Guardian Brick card. Yeah. Not, you wouldn't play it in that show. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're, they're designed to be a bit more narrow. Yeah. I think it's very cool. Just pushing this more, getting people to hone in on like a certain game plan that they want to want to go for yeah, and build around. Yeah. Just like E-Strike isn't a Guardian card. Yeah. Yes, E-Strike is not a Guardian. Do not play E-Strike and Guardian, please. <laughs> One person. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. Stop it. Get it out. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I see you play it. I want you to forfeit and leave. <laughs> Yo, you could have just you told are. me that you didn't want me on that podcast, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, That's it. I think I think we've done well for this podcast. I, uh, there is a few things I want to leave on and say. Um, first of all, I want to apologize to all of our viewers for the last two weeks. Uh, last week, um, i just gone back to work. My first three days, I did three 12 hours in a row. I was very exhausted. Uh, yeah, our stream manager was exhausted, and it just we didn't want to push yeah. content that we wasn't going to help you with. Basically. And unfortunately, the week before that was also really bad. Um, we, we had did, very bad we, technical we, difficulties. We did have an episode made, and the, the content was good, but we did have some technical difficulties, difficulties that made it just not watchable. Yeah. So it wasn't... It, the. Unfortunately, it just wasn't up to our standard. Yeah. So we don't want to yeah. release content that we're proud of. So yeah, that's why there hasn't been content for two weeks. But we're coming back. We're we back are pushing now. harder. We're back in constructed season. We all have a lot to talk about yeah. over the next coming weeks as so, we do move into road to net season. Yeah. Look for It'll be very interesting. To more guests, more people. Yeah, we're gonna sort out that giveaway soon. I know. It's uh, well, no, while. we're gonna we're gonna do it now. We didn't. Oh, okay. You remember that podcast didn't get put out, so no one knows anything about that's that. That's true. We're sort it out so. I have three mints to give away. Uh, we're going to give one. We'll try to give away one next week, depending on how this goes. Um, it is a Sushi Night mat of uh, the Sushi Night anime character in uh, like what's a red and golden field. With, I believe, Spring Terror. Yeah, Frill Serenity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a really, really gorgeous looking mat. Very if, nice. If you would like this mat, I, I, we'll just need your details and your shipping, but we'll deal with that once we announce the winner. Yeah. Um, just like, comment on this thing tell us what you liked about the podcast tell us yep. what heroes you're looking forward to constructed season yeah um, and just just um you know just comment anything if you like yeah. um you know feedback would be good as well yeah so you know anything relevant we'll put you in a draw to win and when when will we draw it now? well i mean 
we give it we give it a week or two weeks. I think we give it two weeks. I think that gives enough time for people to two, view two this. Weeks. So yeah. next next week we'll have a reminder to enter it. Yeah. And then after that the winner will be drawn and, and we'll send we'll you, miss you, and we'll send you one of you lucky people some, yeah. some nice yeah. mats. Don't worry about wherever you are, just get in yeah. there. World, worldwide. So Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool, cool Matt. Anything else you want to say before we sign off to nice. today's Art of War? Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for being here, Callum Forrester. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you again sometime. Yeah. You've been great. We'll get Kenny Rogers on next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come as the alias. I'll get like a, a printout mask. You just get oh, to borrow yeah. one of his hoodies, right? That's true, yeah. <laughs> come with All my right. axe as Dorinthia. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching so Thank much. Thank you guys. Remember to leave a comment to, to enter for those mats, and we'll see you all next time. Yeah. yeah. See ya. See ya. Put it be in there.